What is up, Alex City, and welcome back to Spokecast. Today on the podcast, we have Kelly Brown, friend of the podcast and president of the Friends of Manitou Board of Directors. And before we get into all what this podcast is about and my reflections on it, we got to get to the ad read for Main Market Food Co-op. Main Market Food Co-op was founded in 2010 with just 700 member owners. And over these last 13 years, it has become a vibrant part of downtown Spokane with over 9,000 member owners today. That's crazy. Its focus is equal respect for consumers, producers, and the environment. Main Market is dedicated to offering the highest quality foods with the smallest footprint while supporting the strength of our local food economy. As a full-service grocery store, bakery, deli, Main Market Food Co-op is your one-stop shop for all of your grocery needs. They have a produce section that features local in-season fruits and veggies, while their bulk department offers a wide selection of teas, spices, grains, dried fruit, and snacks. And they also have an impressive selection of refrigerated dairy and the largest selection of local eggs you'll find in Spokane. And when it comes to their deli, Main Market cannot be beat. It has everything from an extensive salad bar, has a breakfast bar, a lunch bar, and they make four made-from-scratch soups daily. And to top it all off, they have a full-service burrito bar. So whether you're looking for a delicious meal, a well-stocked grocery store, Main Market Food Co-op is the place for you. So when you go there, make sure you grab the Co-op Deals Flyer, and you'll find the best prices on featured grocery items, that are available in store. And if they are not available in, the, in store and you want them, Main Market can special order them for you. And if you become a co-op member, you save an extra 10% on all the co-op deals from the flyer. So visit Main Market Food Co-op today. It's at the corner of Main and Brown in downtown Spokane, right across from where my new studio will be in the community building. It's going to be so great being so close to... to the sponsor of the podcast so I can go and get content. And uh, I, I'm very excited about uh, being in this new part of downtown, which will be happening in a week. Uh, and, and that is mainly because of the supporters I have through my Patreon. Uh, all the money that I'm receiving from my Patreon goes to pay my rent at the new studio. And it's because of my supporters, the Spokastonites, that uh, I can do this. And they are Joe Van Voorhis, Elizabeth Geyer, Abby Pointer, Lee Wick, Gina Campbell, Sarah Thorpe, Judy Pointer, Zach Hawkins, Amber Sparks, Luke Baumgarten, Valerie Osier, Alex Lea, Nick Spanger, Bill and Elizabeth Pointer. And I believe I missed one in there. Yes, Tyler Poole. Thank you all again so much for being continued patreon supporters and uh, I, I could not be making this move without you if you want to become a spokastonite and support what i'm doing here visit patreon.com backslash spokast so on this episode of spokast today i sit down and i talked with kelly brown president of the friends of manitou board of directors the main reason for her to come on was a the talk about the manitou art fest but we had to get in you know how we know each other and kelly and i met through our love of running in spokane through my instagram page spokane be running and i believe she was at my very first and only run club for spokane be running uh back in uh february of 2020 uh kelly is a a new a new ish spokenite uh her and her family moved here in 2015 and uh she just fell in love with manitou park when she first got here, which led her to want to volunteer with uh, the group Friends of Manitou. Uh, and that eventually led to her to be on the, the board of directors as the vice president and then taking over the role uh, as president. And in her time with the Friends of Manitou, she not only helped start the Manitou Art Fest, which is happening this weekend, but she also revamped the Manitou Holiday Lights Showcase that she kind of, yeah, revamped it during uh, COVID. And the group, the organization, Friends of Manitou, they just they put on all these amazing events for Manitou itself. And I should point out that the Friends of Manitou is a, a group of local 
Spokenites. Uh, it was founded in 1990, and it's a nonprofit organization, and it's de- dedicated to preserving, enhancing, uh, and celebrating one of Spokane's uh, best park. They they raise funds for park maintenance improvement, uh, and then they have all these annual events that they do, and then they also offer educational programs that, in, uh, you know, try to inspire people to get back out into nature. And, and they do this all in partnership with the city of Spokane and uh, with a, a lot of uh, community supporters. And it's organizations like this one that really help preserve these parks and would not have Manitou, or at least we wouldn't have it in its current state if we didn't have a group like the Friends of Manitou to come together and help make these improvements. So uh, I, I should notice that if you want to go find out more about the Friends of Manitou, visit thefriendsofmanitou.org and you can learn all about their about them there and you can go and you can also donate you can also find ways to get involved and and then yeah get on get on their site and you can find all of their social medias on Facebook on Instagram and like I said I invited Kelly on to talk mostly about the Manitou Park Festival which is happening this Saturday June 10th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and you should get there you should get that get out there early there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of artists. Uh, my our friend of the podcast, Chris Bovey, will be there. Uh, Helmer Noel will be performing, and yeah, go and go and check it out. And and then after you know you've visited the art fest in the morning, head down to Lilac City Comic Con, and then come see me do my live podcast. Uh, but I, I do have to say this about Kelly is that I, one of my favorite things about recording this podcast and talking with like-minded people who really share my love for making Spokane inclusive and a loving community is that Kelly fits that mold perfectly. And I have a very strong feeling that we'll be seeing a lot from her for a long time uh, in our Spokane community. And I'm very excited for all that she is, uh, that she brings to this city. So Without further ado, I will not keep you any longer. Here is Kelly Brown, president of the Friends of Manitou Board of Directors, to talk about the Manitou Art Fest. This is Spokast. Thank you for joining me on uh, Spokast, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not supposed to be that awkward. <laughs> okay. Um. How do you know me? What I'm curious I don't know how what you're I, gonna, I, I feel like um I think I know how you know me. I think we well we met <laughs> through Spokane be running. Yes. And And you, then you were a Bloomsday ambassador. Yes. And we, you reached out to me somehow to do a creme interview about running yeah. on virtual Bloomsday. On virtual Bloom, with uh Brandon Brandon T. Jones. Brandon T. Jones. So yes. I see I ran into him. I was running, (laughs) funny enough. Yeah. I was running and I was running like at the end of my run, running past um, whatever uh, rental event space is in Kindle Yards. Yeah. And I was running and I like did a double take and then I backed back and I was like, oh. Brandon T. Jones, and he was there because it was the baby shower for their baby. And I'm oh. like, welcome back to Spokane. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, I saw him yesterday on the Bloomsday course. I saw his interview he did. That looked... Yeah, that's how we know each other is it was through Spokane Be Running. You might have bought a shirt. Um, I did buy a shirt. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and <laughs> and yeah, when they, when Krim too, like, do you know any other runners that would want to be on this? And I like said, I was like, Kelly. And then I think there was one other guy. And I was like, those would be perfect uh, uh-huh. other people to, to, to talk about Bloomsday. Um, and yeah, Spokane Be Running. Oh, man, I really... I should bring that back. I I post on it sporadically, and yeah. I really should do it because I run every day. Mm-hmm. Like I and I take a bunch of content when I run. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if it's it's something that like I I need to. It's like social media. Like running social media is like I only have enough bandwidth to do one really well. I know. Um, on top of like the I have multiple clients that I run social media for, so I'm like I just need to focus on yeah. on one. <laughs> um. But uh, I'm excited to have a, a conversation with you about how you got to Spokane, uh, how you became the, the president of uh, the Friends of Manitou. Uh, but let's start at the beginning of how you got to Spokane. Like, when did you move to Spokane? Uh, fall 2015. Okay. Went to Spokane, um, kind of jumped right in 
visited Manitou Park so often. And I remember we talked about this yeah. the mm-hmm. first time. It's but, all coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I fell in love with Manitou Park and looked into ways to volunteer there. And that's when I found the Friends of Manitou mm. and got plugged in right away. Um, eventually was asked to join the board. And then during COVID became the president. And I'm going on my third year. Wow. How long is the board presidency for? Um, you can do two two-year terms. Okay. So I've done one, and I'm on year three. Nice. Yes. Uh, th- that's a. I mean, be on a on a board like that. I imagine is this. I mean, I'm on one board, and it doesn't take a bunch of time. But being a part of Manitou, like helping these events happen, like it seems like it's kind of can be a full-time job. Um, it's become that. Um, our board is a very hands-on. We're a working board. Yeah, so, okay. Um, historically, um, we've done the plant sale as a fundraiser, mm. um, and that in itself takes a lot of volunteers. Yeah. But um, since um, 2020, when we brought the light show outside, um, we've mm. kind of transformed. We brought that to the table as as well as the art festival mm. um with the events alone and then a big thing is that we opened up an endowment for manitou park so that means that people can leave it in their planned giving mm. um and just really expanded the ways to fundraise for the park so with all those things combined it is a lot of a <laughs> lot of duties all the other events that happen there like people that want to use the park mm-hmm. like you guys deal with that as well correct um we do not oh you don't um, okay anyone who wants to rent the park for their event or okay what it is whatever they might be interested in goes through the parks and recreation department mm. and they can apply for an event permit um just like anybody else gotcha so. uh how many events do the friends of manitou put on per year uh, we have our two annual plant sales. We have the light show, um, which is a 10-day event, the art festival, and mm. then we have a lot of educational offerings that we do for free. So we have an adult lecture series, mostly around gardening and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, this year we'll have a couple new additions talking about the history of Manitou Park, which is very interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then we have a children's education series that we do out in the garden, Um so we have we have quite a few themes. Yeah, I'm interested in the history. I know a little bit about it. I mean, it's designed by the Olmsted Brothers, correct? Um, it's or not, not designed by oh, them. It's not. Okay. They came and gave recommendations to parks uh, and made some recommendations and improvement. And I will be the first to admit that I am not a, a perfect history buff. I learn bits, okay. of, bits and pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, the history is wonderful, and parks in general in Spokane are are wonderful. We have such an amazing park system here. We really do. So when you were like deciding to, when you moved to Spokane and you were like, did you just, was that something you did when you were, when you lived in Arizona? You just, you just volunteer and like (laughs) try to be like, is that like this, your, your spirit, your, your your spirit of being a, a volunteer, being like being a part of a, like a community? Um, I guess there's two versions of that. Uh, Now that I think about it and I've asked that question, um, I, in high school, I was a bingo girl at my local nursing home. (laughs) Okay. And I was, yeah, now that I think about it, I guess I've always been involved in some sort of thing. Um, Yeah, I did bingo um, down at the nursing home. And so I did that on Mondays and Saturdays. And so I did that. And then, um, yeah, I've always enjoyed being involved in community, but nothing to the extent Um, since moving to Spokane, I just, I fell in love with this community right away and, Mm. um, yeah, it's kind of shaped me. To go from the moving here, volunteering and being on the board and being the president in like seven years is like, that's a, I mean, you must be very passionate about the park. (laughs) I love the park and this sounds so cheesy, but I'm not kidding when I say that Manitou Park has changed me Mm. And, and I'm serious. I you know, was a new mom at the time. My mm. kids were three and one okay. and participating in Manitou Park and all the other things. It like brightened my soul mm. and it changed me. It transformed me. And I will go so far as to saying that parks and the green spaces and the trails and all of that, it introduced me to running. Oh, okay. And now running's a part of my life. And so it's all kind of just piggybacked on mm. my love of Manitou Park. And so I think without Manitou... Who knows? I yeah. might still just be at home doing dishes. <laughs> so like running came 
from Spokane too? Yep. Oh, wow. Like yep. what, you didn't run before. Like, no, I mean, I also lived in Phoenix and it was 115 <laughs> most days of the year. Yeah. I went to Phoenix for a Seahawks game like four years ago. Um, and it was right at the very beginning of like, I, of my streak. Um, <laughs> and I, and I went and I, it was just like, I stayed, it was like September and I went on a couple runs and it is, it was very hot there even to, in September. I, yeah. I'm like, why were you running in September? That makes no sense. You can't run until probably November. You have a good window from November to February. And then it's like, I mean, I don't know. I didn't run when yeah. I lived there. I there, the, the cool thing about it, there's a lot of hiking trails, like to yeah. go up these, like, they're not mountains. They're like mounds of sand and stone. And, they but, are the, trails. But they're trails. <laughs> but they're trails that go up to like these little peaks that look, yeah. look over the, the, I don't know if it's a valley or, uh-huh. um, but you can see everything. And, uh, and there's multiple of them like uh, <laughs> around uh, Phoenix and the surrounding areas. And I, I ran up to the top of one of those. Which one? I don't remember. It was, I really don't remember. It was next to my friend's house. Like okay. he lived next to this one and it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was very prominent. It was just next to his house. And we, I, he's like, you know, you can run up to the top of that. I'm like, okay, I'll go do I'll that. Go do and why well, I, I walk most of it. I like, I've never sweat as much as I sweat in, in Phoenix. Yeah. I, I actually, it was like, I could, I could see why people love, well, I guess it's different. Cause I, a lot of runners go to, um, What's the, what's the Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's like the running Mecca of like, cause like it's higher in elevation. Uh You get that like high mountain training. And then when you go down to the sea level, it, you can just run so much easier. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, but discovering running in Spokane like was part of Manitou and what were you, did you get into a group? Um, like a running group? Did you go to a running club? (laughs) Eventually. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, you know, got into different fitness aspects and Mm. met a group of friends who were training for a Spartan race. And I thought, that seems like a dumb idea. (laughs) Pay to go under barbed wire. And then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) And um, one of the aspects of uh, obstacle course race is that it's mainly endurance. So that comes with running. So I think... Where was my first run in Spokane? I think my first run ever might have been on the High Drive Bluff Trails. Okay. So um, did it. And then, um, yeah, just found out that I loved running. And I love that I get to run through places like Manitou Park and mm. Kendall Yards and every single trail and yeah. all the things. I love running through Manitou. I used to, well, I used to. I, I used to work downtown Spokane. I still work downtown Spokane. <laughs> For whatever reason, being on this side of the river makes me like seem like the South Hills. Mm. I don't, it makes it just that quarter mile just makes a little bit longer of a run. But I used to do this route where I would run from my work, run up, um, grand or part, like kind of switch back around the, yeah. around, uh, a, a sacred heart and mm-hmm. run up around Manitou. And it was like a perfect, like little five mile loop. And, uh, and I love running around Manitou. I used so beautiful. and I, I have memories of running there for cross country, um, in high school. And it's such a, it is a very, very very uh beautiful park and like and i think if you run the outside of it it's like two miles like on the I, right right around that and so you get a little tour of the of the park as well yes you do well before we get into the to the next part of this i want to play a little game okay and then uh I love and, games. and then we'll get into friends of manitou more and okay. the event that's going on in june the uh mm-hmm. manitou park festival did i say that right you did perfect so we're gonna play the spokast hot list um i'm gonna ask you a list of questions uh or i'm gonna say just a word actually not it's not questions i'm gonna say a word and you're gonna give me the first word that comes to your mind as it relates to spokane okay i'm nervous <laughs> and, and, it, and it's really it's a it's just a hit list like we don't need to we can go into a couple if we want to but like mostly i want to just i want to know about what you love about in, okay. in spokane it's what okay. that's what it's supposed to to do like you tell you tell our audience like what you love about Spokane and uh and show them like how how well you know it okay (laughs) so you're gonna I hope you pass I'm sure (laughs) there's no wrong answers and I will say and I haven't prefaced this before I is that I know you haven't lived in Spokane for very long but if there is a place that's been closed and you would like to name it you can still do that okay um so park Manitou (laughs) (laughs) uh coffee 
uh, Thomas Hammer. Mm. That's like my office. I live there. Oh, there, uh, on like, the South Hill It's not Grand? really my office, but it's like my office. The new one on Grand? Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, yeah, Thomas Hammer is a... I've, I have many stories. I don't have many stories. I have like the one story about Thomas Hammer that I love to tell people. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you that later because I've already said it on this show before. Okay. Um, but remind me. I will. Um, music venue. The pavilion? Yeah. That okay. was great. <laughs> There's no wrong answers either. Like uh, artist. I have a lot in my head. I just went through like five and then one second <laughs> said that. Um, I'm going to say Nisi, Nisi Frey. Okay, mm-hmm. I man, I don't, I don't think that's a new one. I should know her though. You should know her. Okay, I will. Let me know if you want me to talk about her more because I can. Yeah, tell me a little about her. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, um, she is lovely and beautiful and generous, and her artwork is places that you've probably seen but didn't realize. Um, there's a new coffee shop in Kendall Yards called New Love Coffee. Oh yeah. She did all the artwork in there. Oh man, yeah. Um, where else? She had an exhibit in the Mac in the fall. Yeah. Um, Department Z Salon. Her artwork is up there, and there's probably so many other places that I don't know about myself. Um, she's often featured in design magazines, so okay. no big deal. Yeah. Um, she she is special to me because she's been in the art festival since the first year, mm. and she designed this really beautiful piece of the. Um, archways that go into Duncan Garden mm-hmm. and she only released 10 of them and I have number oh. one of 10 and I've never had number one of anything or been number one of anything and um, I love her. Anytime I buy a print or anytime I buy like yeah anytime I buy a print I will if there's a one of whatever available I will make sure to get the one of that, how many. Yeah. Um, you instantly just feel so special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I can't, I need to, I'm going to go do some research. You should. Um, burger. I'm failing at this game. No, the not. first thing that came into my head was Churchill's. Mm. And I've only had that burger one time in my entire time here in Spokane. Cause they do the, um, is it like the Wednesday night yeah. $10 um, burger deal where they use their yeah, leftover, leftover like, yeah, mm-hmm. quality meat. And, uh, is, is it available in the restaurant or is it, is it only downstairs in the... I think it's just downstairs. in the bar, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great... That's, I have not been downstairs for happy hour at Churchill's in a very, very long time. Uh, sweet treats. Oh, gosh. Where do I begin? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a cookie baker, so cookies. Mm. Um, I could tell you that my favorite cookies in town, um, the Grain Sheds ginger cookie is oh. fantastic. Mm. Um, I love Brandon Wheat's um, triple chocolate salted chocolate chip cookie to be specific. Um, oh yeah, you wanted one word. But you're, no, you're <laughs> fine. I remember last time we talked on the podcast, you mentioned about Dinner. how there are someone that was opening a cookie shop in, oh. in in the city and you're like, that was my idea. Well, I mean, I didn't invent the cookie. You I wanted cookie. to be the first to introduce cookies in, into Spokane as a shop concept. But oh, there's yeah. room for everybody. And for sure, yeah. Maybe I'll get there and everyone has their own taste in cookies. And Well, I will say since that, since that place opened, there is now a ton of Cookie restaurant, cookie restaurants, yep. cookie. Uh, what do you call those? Like a bakery? Is it a bakery? Yeah, you bake cookies. <laughs> well, I think, of a, I think of a bakery as like those places a little different just because they, they only do cookies. Like Grain Shed does bread. They yeah. do other things. Uh, they do pizza. They do beer. Like I I think, but the uh, other places, like I guess they are bakeries. I just think of them cookie differently. Bakeries. Cookie, cookie bakeries. Cookie only. Okay. Yeah. Um, shopping. Um, you know what I really like? Um, Garland Resale. Ooh. I love that store so much, and the lady who owns it is fantastic, and I'm drawing a blank on her name, but she helped me out a couple weeks ago, curated an outfit that I needed for something. So it's a secondhand store, but, you know, yeah. good good quality stuff. Is um, that where, is that like where Drop Your Drawers used to be? I'm not familiar okay, with I Drop think Your it, Drawers. I, th- I'm, I don't know where Garland Resale is. I don't think it's I've been there. next to People's Waffle. Oh, okay. Next to People's Waffle. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I know you're talking about now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Breakfast slash brunch. Chaps. Neighborhood. Manitou. That that, that works. (laughs) Pizza. Uh, I'm going to go South Perry Pizza. It was the first pizza I ever had here, and I love their peach balsamic that they do in August. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I need to go there in August. I love anything peach flavored. Uh Uh, And then finally... uh, event 
<laughs> I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't say the Manitou Park Art Festival. <laughs> well, it's curated for you. That, I yes. mean, I mean, that is actually a question I ask for. I ask everyone, but you know, it's the perfect one to end on because yeah. that's what we're going to be talking about next is uh, the Manitou Park Art Festival. Uh, when did you start the you like this was your brainchild? The and I'm sure you have a team, but uh-huh. like you can you you help start this, right? Yeah. Um, was it 2019? It was maybe 2018 or 2019 when I first joined the board. There was a board member interested in creating some sort of art event at mm-hmm. Manitou Park. And I think back then the idea was more of a formal and more sophisticated type event. Yeah. Um, he moved from the board and I loved the idea of an art event because I love art myself. Um, and so I asked my board if it would be okay for me to pursue trying yeah. to create something. And they said, sure, go ahead. And then um, COVID happened, and Mm. so everything was kind of on pause, and I didn't really know where to begin, how to create an event or anything. And so um, uh, we ended up having the first event in 2021 after waiting a while throughout the year to see if permitting was possible, if events were going to happen. Right. Um, So 2021 was the first year for it. Um, was hot, smoky. We kind of have to play with all the dates and the events happening in town, so... That year we did it July 31st and it was so hot and so smoky. It was mm. that bad fire season. Yeah. Um, and then 2022, last year was the second year. It was fantastic. And 2023, we're back for our yeah. festival, our were, festival 3.0. Were you going to do it in 2020? Did it get canceled? Um, we didn't. Uh, yeah, the plan was to try to make something happen, but then n- n- no nothing, events yeah. were happening. Yeah, because like in 2020, you did... You did help plan, or you planned the. Uh, I'm sorry, the the uh, Manitou uh, Park Holiday Lights. Uh, thank you, the Manitou <laughs> Park Holiday Lights. So, but because like before 2020, it was always in the the yeah. greenhouse, correct? Uh huh. The friends of Manitou helped to contribute to uh, funding towards the light show in the greenhouse, and then uh, we went back and forth with um, parks to figure out if there was an alternative, if we Mm. could bring lights outside or could it be like a ticketed event where you could keep the capacity limit Mm. in it, that would have been too hard. So um, we ended up having the light show outside and it's a great partnership with um, Spokane Parks and Recreation and the Friends of Manitou. And so that went great. Um, What was it? Year three? Yeah, so this uh, 2023 will be year four for the whole show. So was that your very first event that you helped put on as president? Was that 2020? Yes. Uh, I remember, because the first time you were on a podcast that I did, we were talking about that Mm -hmm. um, event, and I went up to it. I actually went on a run. It was like a winter (laughs) run, and I went on a run, and there was... I don't know. I'm being dra- kind of mm-hmm. a little bit. There, it seemed like there was a thousand, thousands of cars just waiting to. And I was just like, "This is crazy. This is amazing." Yeah. Like, and that must have been such a a cool experience to like be like, "Is this gonna work?" And then uh-huh. like everyone showed up. Yes, uh, to uh, sixty thousand to be specific. Oh my god! So it was in the. I mean, the sixty thousand. <laughs> it was 000. over the week. There was well, sixty thousand well, yeah. eyeballs is what the estimate oh, okay. was because we counted cars and we knew. Um, like about how many people were in each car. So 60,000. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't know because we had never done that before, but it was COVID, so everything was shut down. So we kind of had that going for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still busy, just as busy, but, you know, it's a different time now and everything's open back up. So you can dilute your activities a little bit more and not only have the one thing, because back then even restaurants weren't open. So Right. In now it's changed over it, but still that you still have people driving through the park yes. and, but now you have an in-person event. Yeah. I got to be a part of the in-person event this year, helping record, uh, <laughs> well, we rec- pre-recorded the, the Santa thing and mm-hmm. then the Santa thing happened and then ish. We, it, we, ish, we didn't get to have Santa in a helicopter. Yeah. Um, but I was, just, I was very much like, I'm going to show up to this event. Like, oh, it's going to be. I'll be there recording and and every and it I I kind of thought there's gonna be like a hundred people show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know. <laughs> and then like like a couple. I mean, it was probably a thousand people showed up and more than that. More than that. Yeah, like and it was a, an amazing. It was amazing. It was so cool. It, it was cool. also freezing. 
It was so cold this year. I was like, I was wearing just like my regular sneakers and I had some gloves, thank God. Uh, but the other, uh, you don't know this and I didn't, because I did not want to add any level of stress mm. to your evening. Okay. But I, on my board, I have these pre-programmed um, little like buttons that like will play like okay. part of it. And I was going to, each time you talked, I was like, going to play what Santa was doing. But because it was so cold outside, those things... <laughs> kept on activating so oh, like no. it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked on my board and so luckily we had it all recorded as one thing and you just mm-hmm. mimed your talking um which we were going to do anyways but like i was stressed oh my goodness <laughs> and uh but it was an amazing event and it was so cool to be a part of yes. and uh did i ever tell you what happened about the santa not being able to come in the helicopter no okay well remember i came we recorded yeah. So the whole vision was, and I'll back back and say it started as a conversation with me and my parks and recreation representative, who is wonderful. Um, he knows that I sometimes suggest these really outlandish themes. <laughs> right. And he, I told him one day I was meeting with one of my sponsors to talk about how they wanted to represent themselves. And he said, um, I said, is there anything you want me to make sure I say or do not say and he's like oh i'm sure you'll be fine but out of curiosity what are you going to tell them and i said oh nothing big i think just you know a a helicopter will arrive at the park and it will deliver um santa claus from the helicopter and he'll come down and then i'll go on a walk with the kids and it will all be lovely and no biggie (laughs) and he's like oh yeah sounds totally doable and then i couldn't get the thought out of my head and one thing led to another and then it could happen. I got the yeah. buy-in from all the right people that were willing to help. And um, Life Flight got involved. And they um, uh, we eventually found out that a helicopter actually couldn't land at Manitou Park just because it wouldn't be safe in the yeah. uh, hills and that sort of thing. Um, but they were going to do a flyby. And yeah. obviously, I came in here to pre-record a phone call that I would be talking to Santa from the helicopter. And then he was going to land, which he wasn't really. Yeah. The life flight ambulance was going to be staged with Santa and Mrs. C. And then they were going to bring them over. Yeah. Well, at 4 o'clock, they called and said, it's really foggy out. The helicopter can't fly. And I was like, oh, no. I've been thinking about this for months and then <laughs> right. i was like but it's okay because right. i went into the podcast studio two days ago yep. to re-record a plan b yep. in case something <laughs> and i must have just like been in tune because then yeah they couldn't and it ended up working out and it, it, that's what happened brennan before uh, you got there <laughs> yeah no I, I i it seems like a very that event seemed very because it was it was all planned and timed, yeah. and it seems very yeah, very kind of stressful. <laughs> yeah, but it worked but, out. But it's good. No, yeah. happy. I mean, I think being any type of event planning, there's always a little level of stress involved in in that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking of like grand big ideas, last year at the <laughs> uh, at the Manitoba Park Art Festival, you had a flash mob. What? <laughs> and, and you you really wanted me to come and be a part of it i could not be a part of it i don't maybe it's just me being a loser but i i do think there was something going on uh but how did that go okay so this is the thing what flash mob i don't know what you're talking about all i saw was happy people dancing in the park on a beautiful day with birds flying around and the duncan Fart garden fountain in the background and they were just so happy they started dancing so i don't know what you're talking about uh it seemed like it. I mean, you got some coverage for it, and it seemed like a really yeah. It was. How did it, what was the re, people's reaction? <laughs> I mean, they were just happy. They saw they the saw beautiful you. park, the beautiful art, and they started dancing. I couldn't help it. it just was there. Okay. Just two hundred of them, all in all, synchrony. All in sync. Man, the planning for that must have been. I mean, the, the or not planning the just them knowing that is so. Yeah, serendipitous. <laughs> Serendipity. Yeah. yeah. Was there be, will, will there be another uh, random event like that this year? <laughs> you know, I, I bet if people are feeling happy, they might. Yeah. You never know. So in the, well, I want to get back to like the first year. So in the first year in 2021, it went off and, went, and it was in July. It was really hot, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Uh, but I mean, you came back for year two. How did the first year go? Um, it was great for what it was. We only had 30-something art vendors that year. Okay. And we really, um, 
wanted to emphasize emerging artists and artists who maybe didn't have the means or the opportunity to go to a two day or longer event. Mm. Um, a lot of shows are um, juried and we, um, we are more open to letting people in that this is maybe their first go at an art event. Um, mm. And so we had a few vendors there that year and um, people found out about it and had success. And so then the next year, year two, mm-hmm. we had 82 art vendors. Wow. Um, this year we'll have 100 art vendors. That's amazing. That's yeah. so awesome. Uh, was Where was the first one staged at? Was it in... Same place. Du- yeah, uh, yeah. Is it in Duncan Garden? It's east of Duncan oh, Garden in that green lawn off of Tico Street. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. In the in the Frisbee Fields. Oh, yeah. I've heard it called <laughs> different things. I'm not sure the, the like, <laughs> no, real name of it. I, uh... <laughs> when I was a, a young uh, Brennan and I uh, would hang out with friends, we would go to the Frisbee fields and, you know, play Frisbee. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and that's how I know it. Yeah. Um, and But no, yeah, that's... Um, I didn't... Yeah, like I said, I didn't go last year, but uh, I have... I, unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to go this year, but... I know, you told me, and I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife is going to be there. Yeah, um, She'll be there. She'll be working at it. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about this year's event and like of and what you're looking forward to, like some of the artists that are there. Like I know I shouldn't we should mention uh, Chris Bovey. Yeah, uh, he designed designed the the poster. And he mm-hmm. has he designed every poster. He has designed every poster. Mm. Um, I told him that you're never gonna fall short of ideas and inspiration from Manitou Park to create a poster. And yeah. So he's been kind enough to partner with us to design the poster. And yeah. this year it's of the um, Mirror Pond. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. When you get to 12, you got to release a calendar. Oh, right. Well, I mean, that would be up to him, right? Right. Yeah. No, he could definitely, I mean, yes, he'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, who are some of the, of the hundred, like who are you excited? Not, I shouldn't say who you're excited about, but like who's going to be there? Yes. Um, well, a hundred of them. Um, <laughs> so many people I love. Gwen Pivanka. She is a friend of mine as well. She's become a friend so yeah. through this all. Um, I love her. Um, Linnea Tobias, um, Carly Fairbanks. Nice. And and the ones I'm mentioning right now, they've all been here since the first year. So nice. they love it. And um, someone new this year, Scarola Photography. Mm. Um, I sometimes sometimes go out to the different art events around to do my recruiting and that sort of thing and yeah. put a plug in for our event. And I met him last year at Art on the Green, and he has a lot of cool Spokane photography prints. Um, but also, I was immediately attracted to him because he does a lot of things from Arizona, too. So oh. I was like, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, who else? Awana Art. RGZ Prints will be there. Oh, Ronaldo. You know yeah, him. yeah. Um, Keith Harop. And I might be saying his name incorrectly. I, um, do you know him? I, it sounds very familiar. He does the pencil sketches of um, very unique animals dressed oh, like mm-hmm. uh, Englishmen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam Blaylock, um, somebody who is well known in the arts community, L.R. Montgomery. Mm. He has beautiful paintings of different Spokane scenes. And um, last year, I tried to convince him to come to the Manitou Art festival and his wife kind of makes the decision so he does the artwork and can talk to you for hours and she makes the business decisions and (laughs) um i said okay i'm gonna be back at you next year and then i was and um yeah they're gonna be here so i feel like i got you yeah that's awesome (laughs) um who else i could go on and on um opal ox fine art she will be there but Mm. um has someone else watching her booth as well because she will be over at comic-con that day as well and she's big time she does a lot of things yeah in other states um did something with jurassic park i think i'm getting it wrong but um wow yeah so many great artists spokane has a great art scene they it does it really it's a really it's cool that you're putting this on i they're neat. Like, I think, you know, there's not enough of these events, like yeah. even as many as we do have, like it's, and it's, and the purpose of your event is to showcase artists and for them to sell their work as well. Correct? Um, yes. It's a fundraiser for the friends of Manitou. So okay. we do earn a little bit off of it, yeah. um, which that's our job to support Manitou park and make sure it's beautiful forever. Mm. Um, but an art festival really works out well there because Manitou park is so beautiful as it is. And we know mm. that art adds so much culture to our community. And like you said, there's not enough. Um, I mean, I don't know 
if this is true for all the artists, but this is their livelihood and the more opportunities they have to sell their art, the better. Mm -hmm. And since Manitou Park is so beautiful and there's people going through the park on a normal Saturday anyway, they mm. have a lot more people coming to them. And I'm not lying when I say that all of my artists tell me that Manitou Park Art Festival is their most successful event of the year. Yeah, I've heard I've had one artist tell me that uh, and and what I was, was their name. I can't tell you. I mean, <laughs> oh. I, I think <laughs> no, but the, the definitely it was one of his biggest year events last year. Yeah. And it's that is awesome. Like how many people show up for this event? Like how many? I mean, it's hard to calculate. Yeah. But thousands. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, what could, the date of the event remind me again is Saturday, June 10th yeah. from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. OK. Mm -hmm. And you need volunteers for this. Um, or no, I think we might be set on volunteers. That's awesome. Um, if somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like thinking, I want to volunteer for that and I haven't found volunteers right. yet, feel free to reach out and ask me. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize. So the big part of this, like, so when you when you buy art, part mm -hmm. of the that sale is going back to no, no, okay. the artist keeps 100% of their okay. uh, sales for their work, but they pay a, a vendor fee to be there. And gotcha. it's a reasonable fee. It's yeah. not outlandish. Um, and it lends itself to a new artist trying to get in the scene. It's it's reasonable price. Gotcha. And then that's how we make our money as a fundraiser. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And did, what about like the print that Chris makes? Do you make money off that? No. No. Nope. Okay. No, nope. we makes don't make okay. money off that. But we'll be there and we accept donations and awesome. we want people to support the Friends of Manitou so that we can continue to do the work um, of putting on these events and mm. maintaining the park. One, like putting on these events is how you guys raise money too. And again, what like when raising money for Friends of Manitou, like mm -hmm. what does the money go towards again? Park improvements. So okay. anything. There's there's structures around the park that we funded, like pergolas and retaining walls um, mm. and that sort of thing. We just opened up an endowment um, because yeah. um, it kind of was timely with um, the Parks Department did it their 10-year plan mm. and the um, community showed that they want their neighborhood parks taken care of and they want... Um, things like restrooms kept beautiful and not necessarily new parks, but they want what we have to stay beautiful. Mm. And so um, we, our board decided that it would be a great idea to open up an endowment, which um, will um, grow over time so that down the line, um, the funds from the endowment can be pulled to make sure that Manitou Park is maintained yeah. in its current state. Yeah. So like big projects, like when, they redid like the lining and the the pond. Is that something that you guys help with, or is that we, a, or is that we helped fund it? Okay, but that was a parks. Uh, that was a parks. Yeah, yeah. I imagine like I think we talked about. It, I know we talked about this last time, but like being such a large park and having so much, like it's key to have endowments. It's key to have people continually. Uh, why am I losing the, <laughs> my word of like you're just so passionate? No, about but it. I'm losing the fundraising for yeah. it or not fundraising but yeah getting yeah. what's the word i'm looking for i don't know what is it when people give you money uh donations, donations yeah you're that's how you're that's how friends of manitou survives it's yeah. in town and it makes improvements to the park mm -hmm. so like and the only way we can keep it beautiful is through money yeah of course <laughs> there's funds set aside for manitou park but things right. don't meet anymore and the cost of maintaining has rose and so yeah. That's yeah. what here we're here for is to help fill in the gaps. For sure. Well, I mean, I guess I feel like I don't. Well, I, we should mention the Saga Arts Grant. Yes, we received a grant to help us fund the event, and that's going to help us um, expand our music at the event. We'll have mm. four musical performances, which, by the way, you actually helped helped me get one of them. Oh, great! You did. Oh man! So thank you. Yes. Thanks the, for reading that up. Who's performing? Yeah. Is it Helmer? Is Helmer. That the correct yeah. Way to pronounce his name. Helmer Noel. Yeah. He, yeah. He just. I just saw him perform at um, uh, Golden Handle Brewing. I uh, I helped sponsor him to be there oh, for uh, um, for our first Friday night, and he is amazing. He is. He just, sounds amazing yeah. when he sent me his links i thought wow he's really good um so we'll have kyle richard do you mm. know kyle no i don't he performs at brick west brewing a lot okay 
Fun fact, he's actually cousins with Ted McGregor of The Inlander. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kyle Richard is kind of heading up the music, and historically he's been the one that performs the whole day, and that's just too much, but now we yeah. have more funding. And so it will be Kyle, um, a, a gal named Kate Rollins, who was... You met her because she sang um, oh. at the walkthrough nights of the holiday light. So yeah. she's back. So Kyle, Kate, Helmer, and um, Lucas. Lucas Brown? Yep. yep. Lucas Brown. Yeah. Do you the, know him too? I well, I, I don't know him. I think I've met him once, uh, but I know his mother yeah. is running for mayor. <laughs> Whoa, I'm having a like, really moment? I had no idea. I did not either uh, until I... Um, I when Lisa Brown announced oh. her uh, running for mayor, I was just like, "Oh, Lisa Brown is also the mother of Lucas Brown." I just learned something completely new. <laughs> I had no idea there was any relation. No, yeah, there and uh, so that's awesome. No, Lucas yeah. is great. He's a great guitarist. He's a yeah. great singer. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, something else kind of special is that we are incorporating um, the refugee community, so we will have a. Uh, um, Afghan refugee I partnered with IRC and he will be showcasing his artwork as well. He does a lot of still life portraits. He can be commissioned. He'll have these there for sale, but you can also hire him. And so it's great to support someone new to the community yeah. and help him get established. So that's what I'm most excited about. That's exciting. Yeah. That's, that, that's really cool that that's what the money from Saga is going towards. Yeah. Like having more these of these arts events where you're, you have music, you have physical art like it's mm -hmm. it's such a a great marriage and it, it and i love that you're gonna have multiple acts and it's gonna be a just a day of arts in spokane that's so cool i love spokane arts and the thing about this is because the artists do so well at this event and at the same time the friends of manitou are benefiting and supporting manitou park it's like a win for everybody because by helping us fund this event, they're helping so many artists, you know, mm. pay the bills. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's super important because there's a lot of, there's been a lot in the history of Spokane is like artists shouldn't make money or I don't think that's actually like what people think, but like, I mean, starving artists is a saying because because artists don't get paid and yeah. the fact that there are grants and there are events like this happening where artists are getting paid fairly mm -hmm. is will allow people like Helmer and like Chris Bovey and Carly, all these people to, I say them cause they've been on the podcast, yeah. um, allow them to work and do what they love and are passionate about and hopefully get them to be, you know, have, be self-sustaining on being an artist and, getting paid to do that. So I think it's very, very important. And I think I love that you're a part of helping create that. Oh, well, I, I love them all. They've all been so great and kind and they love Manitou Park too. So if we all love Manitou Park, we can all be friends. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I feel like there's, uh, there's so many other w things we could talk about, but I, I want to wrap up and kind of okay. ask one last question. Okay. So the question is that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast is, uh, why Spokane? Oh, why wouldn't it be Spokane? <laughs> I love Spokane so much. We have so many great events. Um, I mm. really feel like in Spokane, everybody comes together and helps you out where, whether it be for charitable reasons, when you need something, people show up and they just pitch in and our park system, we have so many parks, we have so many places, we have a river with a waterfall in the middle of our city. I yeah. mean, it's like a little big city with everything you need. And the people here are so lovely and nice. And sometimes you see a turkey walking down the street and then maybe a moose. So yeah, I used to, we used to have moose come through our neighborhood all the time up in, I lived up in Mead, like North Mead, but uh, yeah, it is beautiful. I mean, it is a beautiful city. And I mean, I, as we record this right now at the beginning of May, the freaking river is unreal right now. It it's is. so like I think all that snow melt and like they kind of opened up the dams too is like is it's just raging right now. I'm yeah. sure by the time you listen to this, it might be down a little bit, but like it's the best time of the year to go see the river. Yeah, is like when it's when it's someone actually like I posted uh, the river the other day and they're like, was this in March? And I'm like, nope, <laughs> it is in May and uh, it's a uh, it's cool to see the river like this wild yeah um, it's kind of uh kind of magical it's a 
kind of a connector in a way. Yeah. After Bloomsday yesterday on the bridge, like I was, you know, finishing the race and like there's a little time, like right now there's a little mist that comes up over it. Yeah. I was going to say, I felt that yesterday. <laughs> and it's a, uh, it's so, it's, it's, it was very refreshing. I love <laughs> it's it. It's cool to, to finish a race at the, at the end of this uh, a seven mile run and you see these beautiful sights. So mm-hmm. Spokane is a very special place and I, and I'm happy that you're a part of it and that you're creating cool events for the people of Spokane to like attend. Yes. It's, it's very, very, we need so many people like you. And I, I think it's, uh, I think it's very important what you're doing at Manitou. So yes, thank you. And I have a great board and a great team and great volunteers and the parks department is wonderful too. So with all of us combined, it's, a lovely opportunity. Absolutely. Um, it, I should ask, like, if anyone wants to get involved with Friends of Manitou, mm-hmm. like you, how can how can they do that? Yeah, go on our website, and there will be a box to click to if you want to volunteer or have a question, and yeah. you can get connected through get, there. To, yeah, uh, thefriendsofmanitou.org. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on the podcast. I hope your event is. I hope. Thousands, millions of people, <laughs> millions. <laughs> I just hope it is a success this year, and I'm I'm sure it will be. So thank you so much, Brandon. yeah. And you, everyone, go go to. The, I know I'm telling you to go to Comic Con, but also go to <laughs> also go to the Manitou Arts. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's it's gonna you can do all things. That's you what can do that's all the things. that's what I was gonna say. Is like there's so much to do in Spokane in the summer, and I had someone say this the other day. They're like. It's getting to be that time of year where like there's every weekend has something. Mm-hmm. And even though like, th- like go, you can do all the things. Like I was like, when you said it, I was like, oh, don't worry about Comic-Con. Like that's a, a different audience. Like yeah. they're in like, and if somebody wants to go do Absolutely. Comic-Con and then go to your art fest, like they can do that. Yeah. And like what a terrible problem have. You have so many fun things to choose between. <laughs> right. No, well, because it's also Pride Day that day. And, oh. Um, it's also graduation weekend. But here's oh the thing. Oh my gosh, there's but so much happening. Great. Yes. So like <laughs> go do your graduation and then guess what? Mm. You can take your family to the art festival and you want to do the parade. You can go to the parade in the morning yeah. and come over here and it'll just be the funnest day ever. Man, that sounds like a a blast. There's gonna I be know. there's gonna be so many people that do that too. So, yeah. um, well, thank you again, Kelly, and thank you all for listening. Peace. Until next time, peace. I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Don't you just want to love yourself I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Gonna do it like me This is a production of Spokast Production Studios located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.